There's so much health advice floating around, online, among friends. But who can you really trust? Trust the experts. Listen to the world's brightest medical minds, our very own Cleveland Clinic experts. We ask them real questions, tough and intimate health questions, and we get real answers, all originally recorded live. Hi, thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Nada Youssef, and you're listening to Health Essentials Podcast by Cleveland Clinic. Today, we're broadcasting from Cleveland Clinic main campus here in Cleveland, Ohio, and we're here with Dr. Koji Hashimoto. Dr. Hashimoto is the director of the Living Donor Liver Transplantation, as well as the director of pediatric liver transplantation here at Cleveland Clinic. And today, we're talking about living organ donation, specifically the liver, right? Yes. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Sure. And please remember, this is for informational purposes only, and it's not intended to replace your own physician advice. So before we jump into the topic, I'm going to ask you some questions off topic to get okay. to know you on a personal level, if that's okay. okay. Sure. So what is your favorite spot to go to on the weekends in Cleveland, Ohio? So I usually like to stay with my family. Okay. With your but family? I, you know, Indoor? Of course, I, we don't have enough. I don't have enough time. No. So okay. I try, try to stay out. Yeah. Okay, great. And then uh, what about your best vacation spot? Best, best vacation spot is actually Cancun. Cancun, yeah. Mexico. Nice. Never been there. Uh, and if you weren't a physician today, what would you be doing? I never think about anything else. Nothing else. Nothing never. Else. That's amazing. Well, you, you went for what you want to do. That's yeah. very good. All right. So if you or someone you know are um, suffering from advanced liver disease, make sure you stay tuned. A liver transplant can restore you to an optimum level of health and help you resume a healthy and productive life. Today, we will cover topics ranging from finding a match, how the liver transplant works, and everything you need to know in between. So I kind of want to talk general, first of all. What sure. is living donation and how does it differ from a deceased uh, donation? So the living donation is the, uh, the donation of the organ to save someone's life. Mm -hmm. So there are two types of donation. One is the living donation, and then the second one is, as you said, the deceased donation. Mm -hmm. So the deceased donation is uh, the organ donation coming from someone who died mm -hmm. with brain death or cardiac death. Okay. And in, uh, instead of um, the deceased donation, the living donation is taking the organ from someone who is healthy. Okay, so someone living and healthy. Correct. So what organs can be donated by living donors? You know, um, surprisingly, we can donate the kidney and, of course, the liver mm -hmm. and pancreas and lung. Pancreas those, and yeah, lung. Those organs can be donated wow. by living donors. Okay, so what are the advantages of having a living donor versus a deceased? So, you know, it's a very important to know that what the difference is between the living donation and the deceased donation mm -hmm. for the transplantation. Um, so the most, of, most of the organs come from the deceased donors in the United States. Mm -hmm. For example, in the liver transplantation, um, more than 95% of transplantations were done by deceased donors, mm -hmm. including the brain death and the cardiac death. Okay. So the living donor transplantation is only uh, 4 to 5 percent. Wow, 4 to 5 percent. Right. Okay, so th you're talking about the deceased uh, organ donor. Is that what you would put on your license, on your driver's license? Oh, right, right. Okay. So, so if you get the driver's license, you have the statement of to right. be a living, uh, the deceased donor or not. 
so then what qualifies a living let's go into liver since right. we're talking more liver what what qualifies a living liver donor so to be a living donor mm -hmm. so you have to have unselfish desire okay. to save someone's life right um so so you have to be so so let's say we talk about the liver transplantation mm -hmm. so to be a liver a living liver donor you have to be healthy mm -hmm. mentally physically and the age has to be between 18 and 55. Okay. And, and if you are donating your liver to child, the age can go up to 60. Okay. So you have to be 18 to 55 and Correct. then 60 if it's for a child? Correct. Okay. And is this covered by insurance? Yes. It so the covered. insurance, so the living donor has to have a, a insurance, mm -hmm. but uh, all medical expenses will be paid by the recipient insurance. Okay, so the recipient then is the one taking the bill. Correct. All right. Um, so Cleveland Clinic is one of the, um, has one of the few programs that performs living donor liver transplantation for both adults and children, correct? Yes. So what do patients need to do to be considered for a transplant? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> what do patients need to do to be considered for a transplant? To the, the patient. Yes. So the patient, so, so there are two major indications for liver transplantation. Mm -hmm. One is uh, the acute liver failure, and okay. the second is a chronic liver failure. Okay. So the most of the patients who come to Cleveland Clinic, they have a chronic liver failure, including hepatitis mm -hmm. and fatty liver, we call NASH, okay. non-alcoholic state hepatitis, um, or autoimmune disease, or alcoholic, hepatitis, uh, alcoholic uh, liver disease. Okay. So these are the liver diseases that you need to be considered a patient Correct. for a transplant. Right. And um, what kind of evaluation process or what phases um, do they go through to become a donor? To become a donor. Mm -hmm. um, so the donor, so the first of all, so when you decide to be a living donor, um, so you have to call in the uh, transplant office at the Cleveland Clinic. Okay. And the, the transplant coordinator would take some medical information. Mm -hmm. Um, do a phone interview, okay. and uh, once we know that, that, that this uh, potential donor is a good candidate, mm -hmm. so we're going to bring the living donor in the hospital, okay. in an in outpatient clinic, and uh, we do um, two or three days evaluation, okay. including a blood test, mm -hmm. x-ray, CT scan, and an MRI. Wow, okay. So that's how you find out if you have a good candidate. Right. That's what you do. You're checking all right. their... So the, by doing the blood test, we make sure uh, that people have a good liver function, mm -hmm. kidney function. And also doing the CT scan, uh, we can see the size of the liver, which is very important. Mm. Um, and also we can see the, um, the anatomy of the liver. Okay. And that's, that's basically how you make sure it's a good match Correct. Um, for so the donor, also or how the, do you make it? So when match? you say match, mm -hmm. um, uh, we do a special test okay. between the donor and the recipient. All right. Uh, so we mix the, the blood from recipient donor together, and we can see that how much reaction the recipient have to the, against the donor. Oh. So we can say that the, the risk of the rejection after transplantation by doing this test. We call it cross-match. I see. Okay, cross-match. So that makes sure it doesn't do like an organ right. failure. You right. take the patient's and the donor's blood and you mix it to make sure it's, Correct. it's Correct. matching. Right. Great. The, the, other, the other match mm -hmm. we have to make sure is a blood type. 
Okay. So the blood type has to be compatible. So okay. the compatible means if we have a blood type A, mm -hmm. the living donor has to be blood type A or O. Or? A or blood type O. Oh, A if or O. You have, so if recipient has blood type O, mm -hmm. the donor blood type has to be blood uh, O. I see. Okay. So if, so if you have a so recipient has blood type O, yes. let's say, and the living donor has blood type A, so this is an incompatible right. combination. Right. So in this situation, you cannot donate. Okay. So let's say I found a match. I need uh, liver transplantation. First of all, besides insurance, you said the recipient is the one paying. But then I saw a lot of questions regarding the donor. Does the donor get paid? Donor, donor never get paid. Donor does not no, get paid. No, it's uh, illegal. Okay. <laughs> By doing a living donation, yeah. so you won't be able to get any money or anything else. Okay. It was a question that I saw right, last, so, so this, I wanted to I, ask as you. As I said, this is an <laughs> unselfish desire. <laughs> okay, right. Yes, exactly. You right. have to be very selfless right. to do so something this, like this that. This is a gift of life. Yes, yes. It's a right. major surgery. Right. Actually, priceless. Right. Of right. course, priceless. Right. So what are? let's talk about some of the risks of living donor donation. Right. Are there short-term or long-term risks that that patients should know about. Right, so um, so the doing the living uh, donation, it's a big surgery. Okay. Um, so it's not a small surgery to take the, the piece of the liver. Right. Um, so there is a certain risk on the liver, uh, living donation. Mm -hmm. um, for including from small complication to the large complication, Approximately, probably the three, thirty percent of the living donor have complications. After, Thirteen percent. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, Thirty. Thirty percent. Thirty percent okay. of uh, living donors have complications. Okay. What kind of complications are we? So starting about? from the small complication, mm -hmm. uh, including um, wound infection. So it's a small infection, infection on the incision, mm -hmm. um, and also sometimes patient feel nause nauseous mm -hmm. and sometimes throw up. Okay. Um, so they're including the major complications, um, bile leak. So the bile is uh, the juice that the liver makes. Okay. They usually, that bile goes down to the intestine, but when you cut liver, there's a small bile duct between in the, in the liver. Mm -hmm. So we have to cut and tie. Sometimes it leaks after surgery. Okay. So if we, the living donor leaks the bile, going to accumulate in the body, mm. and sometimes it gets infected. I see. I see. Um, okay, so these are the short and long-term so risks. That's, right, so that's a surgical complication. Then also, yeah. the most important complication is the death or uh, liver failure. Mm. So, so this shouldn't, should not happen, but it has happened in uh, other places. Sure. Uh, in general, the risk of death or liver failure is 0.2% after living donation wow. of the liver. Wow. So um, let's talk about the considerations before donating. Okay. Before donating, because, I mean, it will affect you emotionally, intellectually, physically, right. financially. You need to kind of know all of it. Can we talk a little bit about that? And if there's actually, like, uh, a, a great need, because you said <coughs> there was only, what was the percentage? It was it was very little. Oh, three to five. Three uh, four to, to five percent. Four to five percent. Yeah. So right. let's talk a little bit about that. If you so know. you know, the asking someone mm -hmm. to make a donation of the organ is a not the easy thing. Right. So um, so when a patient comes to the clinic, um, we evaluate the patient 
for a transplantation, and we always ask recipient if you have a living donor. Mm -hmm. Because if you have a living donor, so there is no waiting time. Mm -hmm. Because if you wait for the deceased donor yes. transplantation, yes. Uh, you stay on the waiting list, and you're getting sicker and sicker. Okay. And then if once you get to the point, you get the liver transplantation from the deceased donor, but the, this waiting time is totally unpredictable. Right. Sometimes it goes weeks and months, mm -hmm. and even years. Wow. And even the organ becomes available, sometimes the recipient is too sick to have a liver transplantation. Mm -hmm. So we always ask recipient if they have a living donor, and if they do, there is no waiting time. Okay. They can have liver transplantation before they become too sick. Sure. That's why living donor liver transplantation is very important and life-saving. Right, right. But uh, not all patients have living donors. Right, I mean, it's a, it's a difficult question to ask someone. How right. do you ask someone for their liver? You know, I don't have a good answer for it. <laughs> yeah. But most of the time, family uh, comes to be a living donor. Sure. But also, uh, you can ask your friends. Right. And um, sometimes, um, you know, somebody, some, someone who you, you never met. Right. Those people can be a living donor. Wow. So uh, let's talk about the liver that you are, are you taking, how much of the liver of, of the donor? Are you taking a so piece if you, of it, So if you it? are donating the liver to a baby, uh -huh. So we just need to take 15 to 20% of the liver, which is big enough to save the baby's life. Wow. Uh, if you're donating to the adults, uh, you have, we have to take uh, 30 to 40%, which we call left lobe. Okay. Or uh, if the recipient is big or donor liver size is small, mm -hmm. sometimes we have to take uh, right lobe, which is the 60 to 70% of the liver. Wow. Okay. So... The decision which lobe we take mm -hmm. uh, is uh, the very complex process. Mm -hmm. uh, so the based on the donor liver size or how sick the recipient is, yes, uh, we decide uh, we go for the left lobe or right lobe. Mm -hmm. So if we take left lobe, which is a smaller lobe, um, doing the left lobe donation is much safer for the living donor. Okay. Because we're taking a smaller lobe. Smaller piece. But we have to put this risk on the recipient because we're transplanting a smaller piece. But if we take right lobe, which is a bigger side, uh, we, got, we have to put the more risks on the donor. Sure. So when you take that small piece from the, you said left lobe, is it? Lobe? Left lobe is smaller. Okay. So if you, if you take that piece, is it regenerating? Because the liver is going to regenerate in the donor? Is it going to regenerate in right. the recipient? So the liver is an amazing organ. Yes. So it can uh, regenerate. Okay. Um, usually after we take the liver out and then put it in the, the recipient, both donor liver and the recipient liver regenerate. Okay. And back to almost uh, the original size sure. in six to uh, eight weeks. Six to eight weeks yeah. for both recipient and right. donor, it regenerates right. to a full liver. That's why it's, it's possible to do a living donation. Wow. We call it partial. Partial liver. Partial liver transplantation. Yeah. And no wait time, right? Uh, you correct. said no wait time to, if yes. you have a living donor. Just, just for no the, time. The, the time for the evaluation. Sure, sure. Right. Okay. And can we talk a little bit about the procedure itself? What to expect? 
Um, is it happening at the same time for the recipient and the donor? What does it yes. look like? So once we uh, once we make sure that the donor and the recipient does a good match, mm -hmm. uh, we just pick the date, whatever the convenient for the donor and the recipient. Okay. So we can have a best team in place, and um, the donor surgery and the recipient surgery happen at the same time. Same time. Right. Okay. Same room. Not in the same room, no. unfortunately. Okay, same time. It's just uh, the same time and then the next room each other. Okay, and how many surgeons does it take to perform the surgery? So we usually have a two staff surgeons for two. each donor and the recipient surgery. Okay, all right. And then how long is the surgery? For living donor surgery, it usually takes five to six hours. Five to six hours, yeah. wow. And uh, for uh, recipient surgery, usually takes eight to 12 hours. Wow, that's a long surgery. It's a, it's a all-day surgery. Wow, yeah. Right. No wonder you don't have any time. So what does recovery look like? And recovery both on the recipient side and the donor, because you mentioned it right. could be so much longer. So let's talk about the recovery of the recipient. Yes. Um, so if no complication happens, the recovery is really smooth. Really? Um, the average uh, the hospital stay after uh, liver transplantation is uh, 7 to 10 days. 7 to 10 days. Okay. And then... Um, just you know, they're going out of the uh, hospital, right, and go home, and come back to clinic. Sure. So that's the best scenario. Yeah. But if something happens, like complication happens, they have to stay longer. Now you did mention some of the short-term um, uh, risks, like infection or anything like that. Is that something that happens usually immediately, like during recovery, or so is that something that happens living, later? That's a liver donor. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Right, so right. The, the recovery of the liver living donor mm -hmm. um, it also depends on what happened after uh, living donation. I see. But uh, usually uh, after living donation, the living donor stay in uh, intensive care okay. overnight to just monitor the vital sign and um, uh, liver function. Okay. And then uh, most of the living donors stay in the hospital for uh, five to six days. Oh, okay. So the right. donor stays longer Donor, living donor stays shorter, shorter than, than the, recipient. the recipient. Okay. Right. Right. And then once they go out of the hospital, uh, they stay around in Cleveland in a week or mm -hmm. two, and they go back home. home. Okay. And uh, within the four to five weeks, they can go back to the normal activity. Okay. And uh, within the two to three months, they can go back to the, you know, the work. Normal life, uh, yeah. 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 Great. So... Let's talk about for the recipient. Let's talk about the benefits of living organ donation. Um, I know you talked about basically shorter waiting time, if any, mm -hmm. right? Can we talk about the quality of life? How, how I mean, is the liver functioning immediately? What are we benefiting from uh, from for, for the, the recipient? For the recipient. For the recipient. So once everything goes well, yes, the quality of life is excellent. Great. So you can have a normal life back. Mm -hmm. And, you know, enjoy your life. And uh, usually the liver transplantation lasts more than 20, 30 years. Wow. 20, so as long years. as you take anti-immunosuppression drug okay. uh, to suppress the immune system to okay. prevent rejection, this liver transplantation goes as long as you want. Sure, sure. Okay, so let's talk about for the living donor. Because, okay. again, we talked about this is a really big surgery. It's not just like a small procedure right. that they're also going through. Um, so would you say this is a positive emotional experience for someone that maybe it's a relative or a close friend? Yeah. 
because I mean, if most donations are deceased, why is there a need for living donors? Why is it so important for a living donor? So originally we started the living donor transplantation because we don't have enough deceased organs to transplant all patients. Mm. So that's why approximately 20% of patients waiting for transplantation, they die or become too sick before they get liver transplantation. Wow. So to save those people, Right. Uh, we started the liver, uh, living donor liver transplantation. Also, um, when you are listed for liver transplantation, you are assigned a score we call Meredo score. Mm-hmm. So this Meredo score is calculated based on the blood test, including the bilirubin, INR, and the creatinine. But most of the patients with the liver failure, they have significant complications, right. including ascites. Ascites is a fluid in your abdomen, build up in your abdomen. Um, confusion, so this we call hepatic encephalopathy. So once you have liver failure, uh, you have ammonia circulating in mm-hmm. the blood. The liver is supposed to clear the ammonia, but the, the liver, when the liver fails, you cannot clear the ammonia. That's going to affect the brain. Wow. That causes confusion. And also, um, the patient have uh, varices. The varices is an enlarged vein in the esophagus and the stomach. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it ruptures and it causes catastrophic bleeding. Wow. And also, when you have a liver failure, uh, you may have a sarcopenia. The sarcopenia is the muscle, the muscle loss. So when you have a cirrhosis of the liver, you lose muscle, mm. and you get weak and weak. So these complications uh, happen very, uh, very often, yeah. but it never increase uh, the Meredo score by having these complications. Sure. The Meredo score is just calculated by the blood test. So even the patient becomes really sick with those complications, sometimes uh, the Meredo score underestimates the, the severity of the liver disease. And uh, those patients won't get the priority on the transplant waiting list. I see. So the, by doing the living donor liver transplantation, we can save all these people. Yeah. Even yeah. their marital score is low. I see. Even with a, with a low marital score. Score is low, right. Sure. So you're helping with quality of life, increased lifespan. Um, I mean, liver function is, is very important. Just like you said, it could be from brain to right. muscle. It could be everything. So can we talk a little bit about uh, pediatric Yes. Donation and how that could be different for children. So um, the we have many sick children here, but uh, so their si- body size is very small. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we transplant these small babies, we need a very small piece of the liver. Okay. But we don't have many deceased pediatric donors out there. Sure. Because your children usually don't die. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Shouldn't. Um, but the, you know, the, to save these small children, uh, we have to get uh, the appropriate size of uh, of the liver as mm-hmm. soon as possible. So the living donor transplantation helps sure. these people because sure. we just take the that 15 or 20 percent of the adult liver, so that is the big enough to save the children's life. And as you mentioned earlier, to donate to a child, you could be of age 18 up to 60. Correct. correct? It's not like you need a little, another pediatric liver. It could, it, it's, a, it's an adult liver. Right. Correct. And right. So the living donor always comes from the adult. Sure, sure. So right. how many people are on that donation list? 
Is this like a significant number? Donation. There is no donation list. Okay. But uh, so the recipient list. Sorry, recipient, right, recipient list. list. Sure. Um, we have a quite a big uh, recipient list. I think more than 200 people are waiting for transplant. 200 people. Right. Hmm. So, so if you look at the entire country, I think more than uh, 14,000 or 15,000 people are waiting for the liver transplantation. And if someone wants to donate their liver and they mm. don't know someone that needs it, they just, let's say, just heard you right now and they said, you know, there's a lot of people, maybe kids that need it, mm. and I want to be able to do it, they can just call our center and be a donor yes. to find if they're a match, correct? That's a, that's they don't a great, have to be family that's a great or friends. Thing. Right, that's yeah. a great thing to do. Good, good. Right. And then and Cleveland Clinic built an online Facebook group, correct, right. for the community to create awareness of living donor liver transplant, some education information, even some events. So I wanted to make sure to share that with our audience. It's um, www.facebook.com slash groups slash Cleveland Clinic LDLT, LDLT, like living, living donor, donor liver, liver transplantation. transplantation. Okay, great. All right, so... What about other organs that are needed? Do those also come through the clinic, through the transplantation center? Or do you have to go, like, let's, we talked about kidney? The living donor kidney? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we have a living donor kidney program mm -hmm. at the Cleveland Clinic. Okay, but this is only for liver, correct? Yes. Okay, right. great, great. So right. this, yeah, this, uh, this account has a lot of information about uh, living donor liver transplantation. Great. Yeah. So if we, if you are watching and you want to learn more about living donor liver transplantation, please call 216-444-1976. I'll say that again. It's 216-444-1976. Or you can visit clevelandclinic.org slash living donation. So is there anything else you would like to tell our listeners or our viewers about Living donation? So if you have uh, liver problems, uh, it's very important to share your story, uh, like how sick you are and what you need sure. with your family or friends. Yeah. So that uh, is the start of the living donor liver transplantation. Sure. Uh, once you start sharing your story, uh, so, you know, your friend or family can spread your story to someone else. And also you can use a social network, yes. like a Facebook or Twitter, Mm -hmm. um, so that's going to even uh, spread your story. Yeah, and then, blast out the message. Um, you know, the, those are the one with the tools um, to find the living donor. Yeah. So I just want And hopefully, to. like, that Facebook group, that will definitely help people right. find out where to go and who needs right. help and how to help. Right. So right. thank you so much for your time. You're it's welcome. been a pleasure. It's been great. Thank, thank you. you. And thanks again to our listeners for joining us today. If you'd like to hear more of our Health Essentials podcast from our Cleveland Clinic experts, make sure you go to clevelandclinic.org slash H-E podcast, or you can subscribe on iTunes. And for more health tips, news, and information, make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram at Cleveland Clinic, just one word. Thank you so much. We'll see you again next time. This concludes this Cleveland Clinic Health Essentials podcast. Thank you for listening. Join us again soon.